Welcome to the Emotional Health Podcast. I'm Lucy, the host, and this podcast is designed to encourage and equip you in your emotional health through education, interviews, and real life experiences. Enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Health Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. We've got another interview coming for you today. So this is the second interview and it is with my dear, dear friend, Lizzie Evans. She'll introduce herself in a bit, but it's a great interview. We chat about what things she's been watching on Netflix. We obviously talk about emotional health and I ask her those five important things. What is your five a day of your emotional health? So whatever you're doing, maybe you're just sitting down, chilling with a cup of tea or a nice cup of coffee, maybe you're out for a walk, maybe you're doing the washing up, maybe you're doing some homework, whatever you're doing, um, I really hope you enjoy listening to this episode and I know it is going to bless your ears very much. So for this episode, we have the wonderful, the lovely Lizzie Evans. Hello. Hello, <laughs> hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me good. on. This is so exciting. Oh, so exciting. It's really cool. <laughs> We're set up in our in our homes. Lizzie is whereabouts are you in your in your home? I'm currently sat in my bedroom. I thought I'd mix it up from the dining Amazing. table where I'd normally do meetings and I'd i yeah. have this discussion in in the secrecy of Lovely. my bedroom. Yes. <laughs> so welcome to Lizzie's bedroom. Um, so, so nice to see you, to have you on. Thank you so much for agreeing. I think it's going to be great. Um, but I'm sure there's lots of people who know you are, but I'm sure there's lots of people who don't also. So Lizzie, who are you? What do you do? Tell us about you. Oh my word. Well, uh, yeah, so I'm Lizzie, Lizzie Evans. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Lizzie with the blonde hair. Lizzie with the blonde hair. <laughs> um, I'm I'm living in Brighton. I um, get to be the youth pastor at St. Peter's Church. Um, I get to have Lucy on my team and and we get to work together and serving these young people. And um, yeah, I mean, grown up nearby, I went off to uni and then returned and thought this is the best city in the world and have stayed here ever since. So um, that's me just living my life in Brighton. (laughs) <laughs> that's great love that where did you go to uni i uh, went to uni at nottingham trent to do linguistics Ooh. and film and tv it's the most random degree wow I've ever <laughs> what did you learn from that degree <laughs> um there was lots and lots of conversation i mean so i really took it down the kind of gender route um and like mm. loved talking uh, masculinity and femininity and like all of the oh, wow. all of the stuff that that encompasses got to look at American Pie for my dissertation and how young Amazing. males make friends <laughs> so that was fun wow. <laughs> you know what I don't know if I've ever seen American Pie yeah it's a bit of a it's uh, is it good I, is it meant I, to be good I wouldn't I waste your time on it <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day I'll watch it you know what my mum messaged me the other day and she sent me a picture because Mean Girls is now on Netflix oh, yeah. and it's the first time that she's seen Mean Girls and I was like oh my days she loves Clueless Clueless is her favourite film she's like it's not quite Clueless but it's very good and I was like yes it's very good it's um, very good <laughs> yeah oh that sounds really really cool mm. and what has your week looked like so far we're filming this on a filming recording 
mm. whatever it we're doing <laughs> on a Thursday. So what's your week been looking like? Um, yeah, so my week's been good. Um, I get to work full time. So Sunday through to Thursday is my is my week. Um, and just been planning um, what the kind of next few weeks looks like. Obviously, at the moment in lockdown, we, we kind of approach things a few weeks at a time. So um, mm. kind of taking small steps at the moment and just waiting on restrictions and making a few kind of different routes and avenues and stuff for um plans (laughs) yeah yeah it's a weird moment in time like if you're listening to this podcast in like years (laughs) of the future (laughs) what's lockdown well i'm sure you remember what lockdown is but yeah but we're currently in third lockdown um in the uk and we're currently waiting on boris to give us a bit of a roadmap out of what they looks like so it's a weird time because we're all kind of waiting for like we have no idea what's gonna be next Mm, in a real state it's it's really strange yeah really um and how has lockdown been for you how have you found it this past year yeah so I got really fortunate um in the first lockdown so I actually live alone which um is quite a daunting thing I think going into a lockdown where you're not allowed to see anyone especially Mm, I'm hugely extroverted um yeah but I got really fortunate. So a friend was living alone in a family home and another friend was also living alone and the family texted to say, oh, if there's a couple of friends that might like to move in to the place so you're all not alone, um, feel free. And so actually for the first lockdown, got to kind of move into this house and stayed there for three months. It's crazy. Oh, um, so nice. And so got to, yeah, live with two great gals, Robin and Emily, and um, shout, shout out. out to them. Uh, but yeah, we, we got to... We got to ride through that kind of first wave and I guess Mm. the first kind of section of lockdown it kind of obviously it was really um actually probably traumatic for a lot of people and and Mm. challenging um there was almost like a novelty to it wasn't there and we were heading Mm. into the summer and like actually looking back it was um a season of life that I actually really rather enjoyed whereas Mm. then more recently I think um the winter months have been a bit more challenging um Mm. and so yeah this this lockdown's been okay it's been all right Mm. um but yeah I would I can't wait to throw my arms around some friends and some family (laughs) yeah absolutely that's the thing I'm just missing going around people's homes and just popping in for a cup of tea totally like I really miss that and I know what you mean like kind of it has felt like different stages of lockdown and on TikTok for example (laughs) I'll come across a sound that was really like uh, viral at that moment in first lockdown and I'm like oh my gosh this is taking me way back to like, the first lockdown feels totally. and it's so weird um, uh, and you're back at your flat now back at my flat now yeah and kind of set it up understand it like kind of got to grips with the fact that actually it's we're in for a bit more of the long haul so sort of set mm. that up in in a way that worked and very grateful for support bubbles and um yeah. the, the you know daily exercise with one other person and yeah so yeah absolutely yeah yeah um but the more important question about lockdown is what was your favorite thing to watch on netflix <laughs> or prime or apple tv oh, wherever no. you watch your you car open it up <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay netflix we'll stick with netflix um <laughs> Well, I actually, <laughs> I'm such a, <laughs> such a loser. I, on my notes the other day, wrote down all the TV shows that I'm waiting for the next seasons to come out for. And like, was, I do that as well. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I, don't worry. Because <laughs> I, was, I was trying to work out, because I've, I've, oh man, I've watched so much TV. I love TV. <laughs> I really, really love watching a good mm. show. Um, 
I mean, Netflix, what was there on Netflix? Selling Sunset, of yes. course. Of course. Of course. Um, Selling Fantastic Sunset. There was show. a show called White Lines, which um, mm. I really enjoyed. It was set in kind of 90s Ibiza, uh, or noughties Ibiza, either one. Mm. Um, and really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a bit of like a detective investigation style thing, but basically just with sun. It was lovely. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> and kind of exciting uh yeah so i really enjoyed that uh but then i mean i've watched little fires everywhere on prime oh, that and, was great um the wilds give that a big recommend Ooh. um also what else was there i was uh, oh no did on... you do a tiger king phase hey did you do a Tiger King oh, phase? Yeah, Tiger King. Yeah. Smashed through that. Also, I've re-subscribed to Hey You, which is um, uh, the reality show yeah. subscription, <laughs> and have absolutely burnt through Southern Charm. So I finished that seven seasons of that. I mean, can you believe? Wow. I mean, I actually should admit <laughs> to any of this because. <laughs> Because it's just awful. It's just so much TV. I love the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the Real Housewives of New York. So there's me thinking that I'm into like really great gritty TV and like, but then I'll like... Well, you were just telling me that you listened to Louis Theroux on your podcast. Oh yeah, that is... You were just to balance it out, but everyone needs a bit of trash TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, those sounds like some great ones. Yeah, I have to say Selling Sunset was just a bit of escapism oh yeah and it was amazing yeah yeah Absolutely. sounds good <laughs> lovely well we're obviously here to not just talk about netflix shows and all of that whilst they're also very important <laughs> but we're also going to be talking about emotional health because this is the emotional health podcast Woo-hoo. um and so yeah so as i'm going to be interviewing other people as well i've been asking everyone what their five day of their mental health is of their emotional health and so we'll come on to that in a little bit but i wanted to first sort of talk to you about your own experiences of thinking about emotional health or you know your own personal experience or your own awareness of it so sort of how much do you feel like you have I guess focused on your own emotional health over the years Mm. yeah I think my approach to emotional health um has kind of varied over the years I think um there's a part of me that has been really fortunate in that I've had a fairly sort of steady um steady time and really aware that actually um other than kind of being a woman there's most of my life kind of is I've always felt relatively stable and and so um that's just been my approach is kind of I guess one day at a time I'm a feeler um but Mm. I've not had kind of great wobbles I, I stay fairly neutral mm. um which is which is quite interesting um as you begin to reflect on emotional health and you begin yeah. to question am I suppressing stuff or am I <laughs> <laughs> or am I really experiencing things but I, I think actually it's just um mm. that different people experience things differently and that's just yeah that's just been my experience it's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think that's that's really cool to actually recognise in yourself that actually, you know what, I'm actually quite a stable person in how I feel and that there's there's nothing wrong with that. And that actually, yeah, obviously sometimes it can make you feel like, oh my gosh, am I hiding stuff and, you know, that sort of thing. But actually, I think it's good to, everyone's got their different personalities. And I think you're so right about, you know, what where you've benefited from in society where maybe other people haven't and that might cause some poor mental health um but I think it's great to sort of 
recognize that um but also not to not to over panic about if you're like oh gosh do I feel things you know because yeah you could be a feeler but not necessarily have huge ups and downs and that's that's perfectly fine Mm. perfectly normal um and how do you find it with working with young people from your perspective obviously I've spoken about my experience of working with young people in sort of mental health and emotional health sort of things. But I think people would be really interesting to hear, Mm. you know, where do you see emotional health being placed within our young people? Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Um, I think as a, as, yeah, as I said, like as a bit of a feeler, um, Mm. uh, it kind of emotionally, like it drives a lot of my kind of world experience. And seeing um, an increase in the pressure that young people face today Mm. versus when we were back at school kind of 10, 15 years ago, uh, it's such a short amount of time um, Mm. kind of in the grand scheme of the world. But to see young people now like feeling like, actually, I I don't think I can come to this social event because I have an exam on Monday and they're 11, Mm. 12 years old. That's like heartbreaking to to see us um, kind of stripping young people from their youth experience. And, um, you know, I'm I'm not just trying to get them to events. I want them to have have a... (laughs) Come to my events. Come to my (laughs) youth party. But I just want them to feel free to like hang out with their friends on the weekend and um, do the be be the kind of silly young people and have those experiences. Um, Mm. So I I definitely it can be a challenge sometimes seeing them talk over themselves like oh I I need to do well and I'm like Mm. oh I really see that this is a big thing and I absolutely don't want to patronize you and and say it's not important um but also it's really challenging to um Mm. to see it and and want to be able to say hey like it will actually all be fine like it really will um whilst also totally acknowledging the stress that they're experiencing so that's that's something but I also think young people are so incredible and I think people underestimate the power within them they're so resilient I mean watching them navigate this year particularly showing up to things where they might not actually be that up for it but showing up with a smile Mm -hmm. and just giving stuff a go knowing what's good for them um that's that's been really um really powerful over this year I think um, yeah well done to That's all the amazing. young people oh yeah shout out to all the young <laughs> yeah, people give on. them a little clap well done <laughs> well done yeah literally and yeah I think that you kind of bring up something which I think sometimes is hard is that sometimes you know I think oh if only I could go back in time and tell myself to to not worry so much about mm. those mock exams or things but actually at that time it was really important and because that was what was driving everything and I think yeah it it makes me sad also to see that actually there's so much pressure Mm. and so much put on them that actually maybe isn't needed as much and it's making them miss out on just being young Mm. and having fun and seeing their friends and Mm -hmm. being able to look after themselves and yeah so I think that's so important but yeah it must be so lovely to to be involved with young people in that way and kind of watch them yeah watch them grow and yeah oh it like, really is the biggest yeah. privilege really mm. really is that's so cool great well i think we will take a little break um Ooh. but then we'll come back and we'll chat a little bit about your own five a day Ooh. great <laughs>
So one of the questions I love to ask my interviewees, but basically my friends, is what is their five a day of their emotional health? So if this is one of the first episodes you've been listening to, then earlier on in a previous episode, I talked about how it's really important that we continually look after our emotional health and we find ways to build our emotional strength in the same way we do with physical health, with eating our five fruits and vegetables every day. So Lizzie, what are some of the things that you would say are important for you to do on a regular basis to look after your emotional health? Hmm, it's very good. Such a good question. <laughs> um, I, well, so I actually started thinking about this because um, I don't know what I intentionally do. And so I noted a couple things down and then, um, like I do for all situations that I don't know what to do, I phoned my mum <laughs> and yes. I said, mum, you know me, what would you say that my five a day are? You've kind of tracked with me and watched me go through my ups and downs. What would you say are things that I kind of have in my, in my, in my day mm-hmm. to help me emotionally? And um, she and my dad together gave me about seven. So that. that was really helpful. I love the fact um, you asked someone. That's such a, sometimes if you're feeling stuck and you don't know, such a good thing to actually <laughs> ask people who know you, be like, what, what do you notice? What do I do? What are some of the things? And I love the fact they've just been like, oh yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I kind of reshuffled some of them and um, a couple kind of fall under one. Um, but we'll we'll go with it. Let's so, do it. the the first thing um, that I I found was uh, or something that I do, mm. I'd kind of class I'd call it rhythmic structures. So this includes um, each morning reading my Bible. It means eating my meals and snacks, <laughs> um, drinking enough water, uh, sleep, downtime, all the things that you. Um, basically were made to do probably as a child or Mm. what you are encouraged to have like be done as a child or growing up Mm. um so it's getting enough sleep and yeah eating eating properly um but this actually requires a real like certain level of discipline Mm. to kind of do it the way that you would like to do it um and I found um that with each of these, they, they really have to work for your life mm. and your situation. So I remember um, when, so yeah, I'd be at church and, and we'd listen and they'd encourage us to do our, our daily Bible reading. And I was like, and this was a few years ago when I was doing shift work as a lifeguard. And I was like, I have to sometimes get up for a 5am start at a swimming pool. Are you expecting me to wake up at three thirty in the morning and read my Bible? Uh, <laughs> and, <no. laughs> and it's just working out like perhaps it's like in that season mm. it wasn't sitting and reading in the, my cold front room mm. at that time. It might have been like listening to it while I was walking to work or reading it in the evening or, or what you know whatever it might be. Mm. It really has to kind of work around your life situation otherwise it's you're not going to keep it up basically if you set this uh, unachievable Mm. standard that you're like yeah every every morning half an hour before I do anything and you might you actually might be able to do that if you are well disciplined and um you're used to shift work and stuff but 
um that yeah <laughs> that, I remember that being a real obstacle yeah. for me and being like how does this work if you're not mm. in a nine to five yeah um and I think that's what I- you pulled on there about you know actually not setting yourself up for failure so basically don't set a standard for yourself that actually you're you know you might look at someone and think that oh that's the way to do it that's the time to get up and you know or to do my exercise or to meditate Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you're doing and actually then you just end up falling short of that and then you just feel worse about yourself um and so it's so important to not compare where you are at life to where someone else is because it might be similar but it also might be completely different and then what works for one person won't work for you um so it's really important like you said to find your own rhythms and your own structures Mm. that work for your season of life yes Mm. yeah and and I think uh something that I found really helpful was um I'm basically I've told myself I'm not allowed to shame myself Mm. if I don't stick to it so like let's say I fall off like um I have a couple nights where I get hardly any sleep like my boundary I say to myself is I absolutely have to have seven hours Mm. and Obviously, there'll be some times where that just doesn't happen in life. Like, you, I don't know, get a bad night's sleep mm. or you you just stay up too late chatting to <laughs> friends or whatever you do. You ha- like you, you go to bed much later. Um, but I can't think the next day, oh, I'm really bad because I yeah. didn't sleep properly last night. I just think, oh, I'm just I need to crash out yeah. at some point over the next few days. And <laughs> that yeah. will be my situation. So... I'm not allowed to shame myself if I if I don't if I forget to have breakfast or if I um, forget to read my Bible or mm. I you know if if something happens I'm not I, like I've just not allowed yeah not allowed, not allowed. <laughs> love that no shame yeah. in this house no shame <laughs> be gone shame <laughs> mm. um, that's great no I love that yeah. do you have a particular favorite time of your day like kind of like do you prefer are you a morning person hmm. a evening person a both of those persons (laughs) Mm. I think I'm actually um more of a morning person Mm. um especially when the sun starts coming out I mean that just makes it really easy I think that's when I realize how much of a morning person I am because I basically wake up and I'm like I'm ready yeah um (laughs) so that's that it's just I um it's gonna sound really cheesy but I think I really like life and so I like being awake (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute that's something you'd find on someone's wall like like a wall (laughs) (laughs) live laugh love I just it sounds I mean it's so cheesy and it it sounds like almost like we love a bit of cheesiness too twee to say and like to be real but I think um I, yeah so that's where my challenge is sometimes yeah. going to bed it's like there's just too there's too much going on in the world to like <laughs> fall asleep on but um I think no it's I'm I'm definitely a more of a morning yeah. person so so much more productive in the morning amazing <laughs> love that okay so number one you talked yeah. about sort of structures and rhythms and finding something mm. that works for you and yeah it is those basic things as well that as a child we are you know we are almost given in a way like our parents told us when to go to bed when to eat when to get up that sort of thing um yeah. and that could be really helpful that's great mm. okay let's go on to number two mm-hmm so um, number two is uh, connecting with others, which um, may not be super groundbreaking and actually is 
something we've probably increased our awareness of going having gone through all these lockdowns yeah. and having to distance from each other mm. um but i think i've realized how much i <laughs> i love 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 connecting with others yeah. and so i'm as i said earlier like i'm massively extroverted um but i live alone and mm. that's been a really interesting challenge mm. to navigate in terms of um working out like how how I actually feel fulfilled in connecting with others yeah. and so um you know lots of texting friends just doesn't fulfill mm. me or like just sending jokes whereas like a good FaceTime with an old friend will really really help me mm. um or you know attending like small group or logging on for um youth on a Friday evening those those moments actually really fulfill me because it's not just um the pressure isn't just about each other and like the the purpose of this is to connect mm. it's like there's almost other stuff going on and you kind of are getting to do it alongside each other so that's something that I've mm. I've uh realized how how important it is to me and not only catching up with old friends or friends that we've already established but still kind of trying to make new friends mm. or like include people I think there's something really powerful in um having your part in making someone else feel safe and welcome mm. in an environment yeah. whether um yeah whether they kind of form like join a formal group or uh whether you just meet someone and you reach out for a to get a coffee yeah um that that's something that yeah um I think is really powerful yeah love that I mm. think it's really important to Obviously, I think everyone has realised this year, obviously, the importance of connection. I don't think it was something we before didn't think it wasn't important, but I Mm. think it's just highlighted actually how difficult it is. And even I'm a huge introvert, so, Mm. you know, but even I'm like, oh, I, I, I didn't mean like, see no one like I still want to see (laughs) some people um and I still want to connect with people have you always been extroverted would you say oh yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean my parents my dad used to pick me up from playgroup and he would be able to relay stories where he'd show up and I'd walk out to him at three years old and be like I'm actually going to Natalie's house today (laughs) um and so can you pick me up at 7.30? <laughs> and I'd just go and get in the car and he'd be like, okay, see ya. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. So basically being out and about yeah. with people was everything. Going to Natalie's. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's so nice. Oh, how cute. <laughs> little Lizzie. <laughs> Being like, um, well, fringe. actually, I just need to be picked up from here. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye bye. <laughs> also, who did I think I was? I love Three it. Years old. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> that's so cool. Okay, so connecting with others, your second one. What mm. about your third? Our third. Um, yeah, so my third one um, was uh, something that actually my parents pointed out more. Mm. Um, I think, but it's something that I I definitely um, would like to think that I'm intentional about. And it's um, having an attitude of gratitude. Oh, Um, yes. Good old little rhyme. (laughs) Um, And just how rooting yourself in thankfulness um, really humbles you Mm. because it makes you so aware of, like, actually, we, we don't, 
all like we've come from nowhere mm. or um and have grown into like having the opportunity to do various things so you know I, there are times where it's it can feel really challenging to feel grateful mm. um but to think actually do you know what like even when i don't want to i don't know get up and mm. join a meeting i'm so grateful that i have a job yeah and suddenly it like reframes the whole day and makes it a much easier like um battle to face and like yeah obviously acknowledging when things are really difficult um and there'll be times that it is you know time to move on from Mm. a job or time to move out of a a relationship Mm. or, or something um but it I definitely um you can just see it on people when mm. when they're so kind of thankful for different situations yeah. small and big. Yeah. Um yeah. It really is that mindset shift mm. when you start thinking what don't I have to thinking what what mm. do I have? Um and I think that's really powerful um because mm. yeah, it just I think often what especially with things like anxiety, what it does is it reminds you of the things that you don't have or the things you have lost mm. or it, or things you might lose or you know, mm-hmm. it's all about that kind of loss mindset anxiety whereas gratefulness literally flips it on its head. Um mm-hmm. and so I'd always say that you know, writing out every day some things you're grateful for can really make such a powerful difference um in Mm. your life whether you like like yourself kind of like you know you said earlier that you don't necessarily feel like you were someone who's particularly had many massive dips in their life or struggled particularly with their mental health but knows the Mm. importance of staying grateful because you Mm -hmm. will have days where you wake up and be like oh I just don't want to do today or I feel rubbish or you know it's I or maybe comparison comes into it or you're like oh I wish I was at this point in life or you know and I think yeah then reminding yourself and rooting yourself back into the attitude of gratitude is just can work absolute wonders I know it has in Mm. my life as well yeah yeah I mean it's like I'm loving the dialogue at the moment on um TikTok around um kind of body image Mm. and that just is so powerful um well in my in my feed in your feed yeah yeah, algorithm has has picked up for me um and just the empowerment that comes with that it's like I you know I could say I could easily fall trapped to thinking oh like I just need to like shift a few pounds Mm. and then I'll be where I want to be and then Mm. I'll feel really comfortable like you know classic beach body yeah really unhelpful language um but then to have a moment and think, do you know what? I'm just so grateful that like my body's carried me through this year, that I can digest food Mm -hmm. that I, and like, there's absolutely, it's not that um, it's better that I, that like I can digest food than someone else Mm. who might be struggling or it's absolutely not about anyone else. But it's just, I'm just so grateful that, um, yeah, I can, I can choose to, eat and I can um yeah, yeah digest this food yeah. and I'm healthy ish yeah. <laughs> like um yeah I, I it yeah. is just so it's so huge um and there's just no yeah shame that's yeah. carried when when you begin to yeah. be grateful it's not it's it's stopping yourself from judging either yourself or your life or how you look and it's just shifting that and and you kind of picked up earlier it's not to say that 
Like, for example, you know, being grateful isn't about staying where you are forever. Or, you know, when you said, Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't mean you have to stay in that job forever if it's making you miserable or staying in a relationship that's maybe abusive, you know, oh, just be grateful Mm -hmm. that you've got a um, partner. Like, no, that's not about that at all. Um, But it's more about, yeah, that mindset and that shift of perspective when actually maybe your perspective is just making you feel a bit rubbish and making you feel anxious Mm. or worried, um, particularly. Um, Attitude of gratitude. What a classic. Mm. Love it. That's so great. Yeah, no, that's... Thank you for sharing (laughs) that. That was brilliant. Um, Great. Number four, we on? Flew with number four? Yeah, let's go for it. Number four. Um, So this was one, actually, that I do know in myself, but actually it was something my mum suggested Mm. I try to start implementing um, when I was a bit younger Mm. and it's putting things in the diary to look forward to Mm. so it's just looking forward to things and um, this has probably been my biggest challenge of this year Um, I think it emphasized to me how important this actually is for me Mm -hmm. because normally you know you'd have there are certain rhythms it's like your birthday or Christmas or um summer breaks holidays um seeing friends who live further away mm-hmm. um even just taking like small things that you you might like to do for us mm-hmm. we all um you know head down to the beach yeah. in brighton and we'll spend time together but suddenly to have that stripped um potentially i mean we obviously got a little bit of summer freedom yeah but um you know the idea of like not being able to put some of those mm. things in the diary actually really um yeah is is an anxiety inducing yeah. um but it's yeah i i love it when i'm able to put tangible events or experiences that um in the diary that i know will bring joy in itself mm. but actually part of the joy is counting down oh absolutely the time yeah <laughs> i will constantly say that the lead up to christmas is better than christmas day itself <laughs> absolutely yeah and i might get you know people might get outraged about that and i love christmas day don't get me wrong it's a great yes. day but honestly like the the lead up to it is so much more exciting um and i think it's because as humans we tend we tend to in our minds and i think this is where sometimes we this is where anxiety mm-hmm. or fear can also mm-hmm. come in. But we tend to live a bit more in the future. We tend to always be thinking either what's next or that kind of thing. So actually, sometimes it's more exciting to be looking forward to those things rather than the mm. actual event itself sometimes. <laughs> Not that those things aren't exciting in itself. Um, yeah. But we do. So I think capitalising on that in a way as you knowing, OK, if I'm constantly thinking the future, mm-hmm. can I put some things in that I actually can look forward to? Um is really great yeah. and really exciting. Yeah, and it's and it's absolutely not um, wishing your life no. away. Like, it's not thinking, oh, once we get there, then life will be better. It's just enjoying the lead-up to it as well. I think that's really fun. Yeah. I remember when I... I, I remember when my... Um, dad, I'd walk in... So my dad just loves sitting on eBay... <laughs> Um, he looks at motorbikes, he looks at caravans, he looks at old cars. He is like, it's as though his midlife crisis has lasted 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> if I may say. And he just doesn't actually 
really buy anything ever. Mm. And I remember being like, Dad, you have the money to do it. Yeah. If you want this motorbike so much, just buy it, like, or whatever it would have been. And he's like, yeah, but then the fun's all gone. Half of the fun is just dreaming up the yeah. situation. And, like, half of the fun is, like, finding the deal or, or looking, just, like browsing online mm. seeing what's out there and what it could be and basically he sits there as though it's like um imagination station yeah. and just sits like almost imagining himself and it's like it's so it's so funny and it's very different to our kind of consumer culture yeah. but the idea of sort of saying actually I'm intentionally not going to get mm. this thing because the idea of it is actually a little bit more fun than probably what it would actually bring um That's so funny is a really yeah. uh, interesting thing. And so, um, yeah, whatever whatever it might be that we can put in the diary, even now, you know, um, whether it's your next lion mm. or um, I remember um, Ollie, um, my boyfriend, oh. and I, <laughs> in November, <laughs> um, in November <laughs> lockdown, I was feeling really like, uh, like, are we going to be able to have a summer? Mm. What, what's the situation? I just really miss, like, going away. It, I'd had a holiday cancelled that we'd rearranged for November or mm. October or something. And um, and it got cancelled. And I was like, oh, I'm missing travelling so much. And so it was like we decided to kind of eat around the world. And so each Saturday we'd have, like, breakfast and dinner that was, like, um, a different dish from yeah. so we had ramen and tapas and thai curry that we just made there was nothing like we didn't have to spend loads for it but um it just meant that each week i could really look forward yeah. to that little moment and whether i mean the meals did taste great but whether the meal did. didn't yeah. taste great or not part of the fun of it was just waiting for the, yes. <laughs> waiting for the moment to arrive i love that that's um, such a good idea yeah, mm. yeah absolutely that's yeah good. i do there is just something exciting about the kind of lead up to something and you know obviously you'd still enjoy the the thing itself but it's also you know once it arrives it's it's gone afterwards so I think sometimes yeah. it's the you know you know it's still coming in the future when it happens and I think that's why it's important to because you know you want to actually do the events and do those things you weren't you wouldn't just like yeah like you well maybe if you were your dad <laughs> you would just plan something and not do it <laughs> But he has actually like, recently bought a motorbike, yeah. so he maybe has finally maybe. done it. Maybe, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, what is it about, sorry, off topic, but what is it about guys and midlife crises and motorbikes? So I'm sure you won't mind saying, but my father-in-law also bought a motorbike around his, like, 50th, like, 40th birthday. <laughs> He did used to have one when he was younger as well. But yes, <laughs> Lizzie can't talk. She's My just pointing. <laughs> but it's just something like they obviously have their like younger, kind of rebellious, a bit kind of like, you know, biker cool phase. Then they have kids and get married and they slow down and then the kids move out and then they're like, let's bring back the motorbike. <laughs> Oh, that's man. amazing um I can't actually remember what I was saying before then um <laughs> but yeah so we kind of like you know for instance with your dinners you you know you wouldn't just want to plan it and then like not do it but also so that's why it's important to keep putting in things that 
Mm. You know, if I think sometimes people can, I often had this with my clients where they would be really looking forward to Easter break, for example, and everything would be pinned on, you know, um, having time off and all of that. And actually then once that was over, they then had a bit of a crash because it was like, oh gosh, I was just waiting for that time. And I think we all do that. We Mm. might do that with annual leave, for example. We think, oh my goodness, I'm just getting through to the weekend or I'm getting through to when I'm on holiday. But rather if Mm. we actually constantly put almost little things into our life that we can look forward to so that actually you know for example say Monday evening you give yourself uh that's your date night or pamper night or you know you choose to you know give yourself you have a chocolate cake or something on a Monday evening whatever it is but those little mm-hmm. things so that actually they don't they don't become really big things that you have all you're hoping and then afterwards yeah. you kind of have a bit of a crash because it's like that thing's over but absolutely mm-hmm. putting in those little things so that you know because you didn't just do it for one Saturday night you said every Saturday we're gonna do mm. that so even though this one's done now we've got next week and I'm really excited yeah. for that um yeah so I love that yeah and I think it's really important to set a fair expectation on what that day will actually hold mm. or whatever the experience is you know I really look forward to holidays yeah um but it isn't going to bring me, like, ultimate yeah. ecstasy just being on... Well, I mean, it, it, it comes pretty close. But yes. <laughs> the, the, it's, it's remembering the little... It's actually kind of, I can't wait to just be in the sun. Mm. That's something that I'm also excited about. Or like, yeah. And it's not that I'm going to have the best time mm. or the best tan or whatever it yeah. is. It's just like, actually, I just can't wait to be in that experience yeah. and like look forward to that. Yeah. So setting fair expectations of the things that you're looking forward to is really key. Yeah, otherwise, absolutely. Otherwise, they'll yeah. be You don't want not fun. To, to imagine it being completely perfect, that it's everything's going to go right. And because mm. I think, yeah, when we... Again, it's about those setting those expectations, whether that's setting, you know, are you setting too high a standard for those exactly. things? And it's not to say you can't look forward to it and you've just got to have low expectations of everything. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, absolutely, sort of finding that balance is really key. Um, love that one. I love the fact you were thinking that and you also, your, your mum suggested that too. That's great. <laughs> um, okay, we're on our final one. What is your mm. fifth five a day? So the final one um, is get outside um I was going Mm. to note it down as get into nature Mm -hmm. um because I or for me it's I love going for walks Mm -hmm. and I love um being right by the sea and I love like experiencing creation and um everything that comes with that Mm. but actually I also just love wandering around Brighton city yeah and I love like seeing life happen and um watching little construction changes in Mm. the city that I love living in or um wherever it might be just going for a little wander around the block Mm. um getting outside the goodness that comes from fresh air and um moving Mm. and um I mean in this time a daily exercise with a friend like that that's an opportunity to connect but yeah just paying attention to like what's around being present in the present and like yeah whether it's some birds squawking away and like kind of having a conversation with each other or um the way that the leaves I don't know move on the trees or the color Mm. of them or something I mean it must be why national trust properties do so well and have been like and, and conservation you know there's something really special about um connecting with these outside spaces um natural or kind of man-made and um that we we live in amongst but that's 
that's definitely something that um, if I'm having a moment of a day, mm. if I wake up feeling a bit rotten, I think, mm. okay, something needs to move so I can go for a little walk yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, so that's that's probably my final that's one. That's great. Love that. Yeah. Mm. Get outside. Like Get just outside. It's just brilliant. <laughs> it's just great. And I do. I think yeah. it's really obviously the. I mean, if you can get to a national trust, if you could like those places, they honestly like they're just so yeah. good for the soul. Um, but you're right about just exploring your local area. I think is lovely. We've got mm. a local small batch just around the corner, and I love just popping along there, grabbing a hot chocolate because I don't like coffee, mm. um, <laughs> and then just wandering down to the beach. I live near the beach, and just sort of doing a little loop like that. And actually, during lockdown, I found that there was this um, cat that um, sort yeah. of lived nearby to us. That it constantly sat on this like it was outside, obviously. On the street and it was on this kind of like one of those power box things that you find on the side uh-huh. of the street um and it would be like one or two cats always the same ones that would just sit there and it was some they were sunbathing in the sun but I always knew they'd be there so I'd make my route a part of that and you know I just because mm-hmm. of that little walk around I found these cats and it was you know I think if you can pet an animal pet an animal like it's so mm. lovely to go and just yeah. you know take some time with them so that was so nice and it made it you know it didn't didn't need much it was just popping out and yeah having having that little walk so absolutely get outside I love that so Lizzie why don't we recap what your five a day is Mm. yeah so number one is rhythmic structures which are just the things that we do in our day um, but setting them up for you Um, number two is connecting with others Number three is um, having an attitude of gratitude. Number four is looking forward to things. And number five is getting outside. Amazing. Love that. Oh, Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Like, what an absolute delight. I really hope those listening found that helpful, which I know they would have done. Um, But yeah, it's been so lovely to have you on. Have a a great rest of your day. Um, And yeah, thank you. Speak to you soon, Liz. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, what an absolute delight Lizzie Evans is, as I'm sure you'll agree. She is just an absolutely amazing person, a fantastic friend. And yeah, I hope you were um, really encouraged by what she had to share and maybe got some inspiration from her tips. I'm definitely going to be thinking about how I can put more little things into my diary to look forward to because I think that really does help boost our mood. Um, so yeah, love having you listening to this next episode. Uh, we've got another one coming to you next week, which will be another little education episode from myself. Um, for now, it would mean everything if you could go and give us a rating um, leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts and share this with any friends and family you think would enjoy it Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook if you haven't already it's at Emotional Health Podcast and I look forward to speaking to you all again next week have a lovely week everyone bye